All right. Hey, folks, this is Charles with the Disney Dining Show. Behind the camera is Corey Fiasco. And today we are here at Haleo and Disney Springs uh, West Side for opening night. So we're going to give a uh, quick look at what they have to offer. Um, it's mainly a tapas, small plate kind of thing. So we're going to get a few things, share. We'll try and get a inside look at um, some of the decor, see how the service is. Remember, this is an opening night review. So keep that in mind throughout the entire thing. Um, they just opened... But with 10, 15 minutes ago, and we're right here inside. Um, one thing I do want to mention is whenever you're watching the Disney Dining Show, if you want more Disney dining information, make sure to check out the restaurants forum on disboards.com. Uh, head over there, they've got plenty of really informative threads that cover everything um, for your Disney dining topics, all the all of your Disney dining needs, I should have said. So make sure to give that a look um, after you watch the rest of this video where we will cover Haleo. So let's get started. So we got a couple things to start, but the first thing that came out was highly recommended by our waiter was the Pandi Cristal con Tomati, which is is bread with tomato sauce on it. Now, I have a hard time pronouncing a lot of things, and that's gonna be that's gonna come full fold in this video. I'm, I'm almost gonna guarantee you. But this is the first thing we're gonna try. It's here now. We got a few other things coming, but uh, let's see how this holds up. So if I didn't mention. Um, this is imported bread brushed with fresh tomato. So. Very crispy. Very crispy for sure. It's got a very interesting flavor on it. I think there's definitely, um, I'm pretty sure you mentioned there's some there's some oil on this too. Um, that really makes it pop with the tomato. And the tomato is um, like, it's, it's like a very high quality tomato, not like a, well, it's $12, this, this uh, appetizer. It's it's labeled here as bu, uh, Buen Provencetto, was $12. Um, so you'd assume it would be a pretty, this is a pretty high quality place. Um, it looks it looks a little expensive. Uh, like I think Charles mentioned, there's a, a lot of, or maybe we didn't mention yet, but there's a lot of small shareable plates here that's probably gonna add up uh, pretty quickly. But this is this is really good. Um, the tomato on it, it's, it's delicious. The oil on it with the tomato is delicious and the bread's very crispy. Um, usually, I would prefer a little bit softer bread, but I think it's really good. Go ahead and give this bread a try. So, now this is opening day. This is the first thing on the menu. It's also the first thing that our server notified us about. So. Obviously, have a lot of confidence in this bread, and you know it's kind of a balance between fresh bread and bruschetta. The bottom is very crispy; the top has a uh, noted textural difference. On top, it is 
it is, uh, some people like the word moist or, or wet or anything like that, but, um, but it is, it's, it's fresh tomato on top, the bottom is crispy, and it's not, um, it's not, uh, those aren't conflicting at all, they play together very, very nicely, so, um, If you're a fan of bruschetta, and you get that a lot of places you go, I would definitely say that this is kind of a must-try. It does, there are six pieces here, split between two people. It's um, uh, it's a pretty decent starter, appetizer, but it does give us kind of our first gauge at what kind of quality and, and portion size and value that we're gonna get for our money going forward. Uh, I really enjoy this though. I definitely recommend it. I'm gonna try not to fill up on it too quickly because we got plenty of stuff to sample, but I'd say this is this is definitely a solid showing for their uh, their first menu option. So next up, we got a wide variety of different things. Uh, we're gonna do one thing at a time though. This first thing that we're gonna talk about is the Jamon Ibrico di Bolota Curato Amon. 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 Again, my pronunciation, it's going to come out... I'm not saying it right either. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But just apologize 50 times. Yeah, that'll work. But this is a 26, or no, 36 to 48 month cured ham from the legendary free-range acorn-fed black-footed Iberico pigs of Spain. Hand-carved tableside. So they actually brought it out to our table. They carved it. They weighed it. They carved it again until they made sure we got the appropriate weight. It was a really cool experience, unlike nothing I've ever seen or been exposed to before. And this is also something that I really haven't... I mean, I've eaten ham before. I've eaten pork before, but not this kind. Not this fancy kind. Uh, it also has some crackers on it, which I'm wondering if uh, I'm supposed to complement that with, with the ham. So that's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to have a little bite of both or a little bit of ham and then a little bit of both. I'm not usually uh, a huge fan of ham, but this is really good. You can taste the quality in it. And then uh, also, I usually I don't, I don't like ham like at holidays and stuff like that because it's thick. I love how thinly sliced this is. It's like a perfect texture, but now I'm going to have some with the cracker on it, so let's see how it complements it. That's really good. It has a very um, not overpowering. It's not an overpowering flavor at all. It's kind of like a subtle flavor, but it's very, very good. Huge fan of this. All right, so let's give this a try. I have also never had an Iberico pig before. Um, supposedly, uh, they are pretty fantastic. Now, this ended up running us for the table side carving service thirty six dollars. Um, it's an experience. I mean, like, it's, it's like he took a razor to this thing. He had a little scale. It was the most thinnest, was the most thin I've ever seen anything sliced by hand in front of me. Um, and it was really cool to experience. But once again, this is $36. Um, so I'm hoping for pretty, pretty high quality. So the flavor is brilliant. 
Uh, it's a little sweeter than I expected. It's still very salty. Um, I think one of the biggest things about uh, ham this quality, it's the reason that they shave it so thin when they give it to you, is texturally it's also really cool too. Um, uh, it's it's like uh, firm and consistent. It's fatty, but the fat is very well proportioned in there. Um, it is still once again this is a this is a a luxury item. So you know if you're getting it, it is thirty six dollars for this. Um, but uh, they have a I believe a um, using the same Iberico pigs, just slightly different. They do have a thirty dollar version without the table side service. Um, but it was really cool to watch um, and really cool to like feel like you know you're part of a process there and this ham is yeah it's it's completely brilliant i'm very very happy with it um so very on the high side for the quantity you're getting but that's kind of to be expected in this restaurant it's all about different types of flavors here so um i i'd say that's that's a good choice if you have the cash to spend on it Next up, we got the gambas a la Zahara. I think I said that right. Probably not. But this one was $28. This was head-on shrimp with garlic and extra virgin olive oil prepared as Jose does in summer. So it was sizzling as it came out. I saw the shrimp in there. Large chunks of garlic, which I'm a huge fan of. I love garlic. I love how it makes me feel, especially when I have a cold. I don't have a cold just in case you're wondering, but uh, I just love garlic. And I love oil, and I love shrimp. This was probably the thing I was excited for the most. So, oh, they also gave us uh, these breadsticks that they recommended we dip into the, the oil. So we're gonna do that too, but first and foremost, we gotta try the shrimp. I got some uh, full garlic pieces on my plate right now too. Which I'm gonna try and mash that all together. Bon appetit. That is some really good shrimp. Again, this is $28, but the way the shrimp absorbed the oil and the garlic, like when I bit into the shrimp, I got a burst of like oily garlic from inside the shrimp. It's so good. I'm gonna have to try one more bite. Make sure I'll hold the camera and wait for his, his turn a little bit longer. All right, let's see if this happens again. And also the waiter recommended we, we squeeze the shell on, to, on for the flavor. So, oh yeah, some uh, seasonings definitely came out of that. So I think we might get a whole nother taste now that we squeeze the shell on. Let's see. I saw some seasoning come out, but it tasted about the same, but still really good. Now, right before I hand this over and let Charles try, I'm gonna taste a little dip. Here we go.
Bread's a little firm, but bread's like my favorite food of all time. So far, the bread that we tried, I could just sit here and eat all day. But the shrimp, amazing. Okay, so I'm about to try the gamas al Zahara. Now, these are, uh, this dish, it's a shrimp dish, but the heads are on them, which is uh, evidently the traditional way to serve them. I'm actually looking forward to that. You never see that in America with shrimp. You will occasionally see it in Louisiana with crawfish, but um, very seldomly will you see shrimp served with a head on, and I kind of want to know uh, how that experience is, especially because it's sitting in here soaking all of that up after a while. And wow grabbing myself a shrimp, preferably with a head. Um, I would like to mention, occasionally I see in comments, uh, people mention that they really wish we would learn how to pronounce the foods we're eating. Now, on the one hand, uh, your average vacationer is not going to learn how to pronounce every food they eat at every Disney restaurant, so cut us some slack. On the other, though, I do kind of understand that fact of putting in the research, and you know what, I really did wish I made more of an effort. Especially considering that sometimes the reason I don't try and pronounce them is because I'm scared that I'm not going to look like I know what I'm talking about or I'm going to look stupid. And I think a lot of people don't bridge the gap with various cultures because they're worried about trying the language and looking stupid. Well, I'm not going to be ashamed to look stupid anymore. So now I'm going to... After I said that, I, I just shot shrimp juice all over my crotch. So... That's what I get for saying I'm not going to be ashamed to look stupid anymore. Um, let's try this out. Mm. Well, um, crotch stains aside, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> it is absolutely delicious. Mmm. Yeah, the shell and the head soak up all these wonderful bits of flavor. It's just saturated, absolutely, with every single seasoning in there. So now this guy ran um, $28, uh, and if you compare it to some of the other stuff, this there's actually a substantial amount in there, too. Um, so let's say it's 100% worth it. Uh, uh, the flavor's good. The amount is good. I mean, it's not its not a ridiculous expenditure um, as far as their menu's concerned. So this uh, Gambas a la Zahara um, definitely gets a uh, positive, positive mark in my book. All right, so the next item on this smorgasbord we got in front of us here is the Croquitas di Paolo. I think I might have got that one, the nail on the head there, but again, who knows? Probably not. Uh, these are the traditional chicken fritters. They ran us $12.50, which is a pretty fair price considering. I mean, especially here, that's a pretty fair price. It came out on this Cinderella-esque, princess-esque royal cushion. Uh, it's, the, it's not an actual cushion. It's like a hard piece of decor. But uh, there's five fritters on here. I was informed there was uh, going to be a creamy burst inside of it. So let's, let's go ahead and give these a go. I'm a big, I, I love chicken, but as far as like creamy filling stuff, it's not always my game. So let's see, uh, let's see how I like these.
flavor in them is really good. Um, personally, not my cup of tea, because when I think like chicken, I don't think like like a liquidy type of texture. And it's definitely a very, very smooth, like Charles said, you might not like the word, but moist texture. Uh, he did say it was shredded chicken, which is, I mean, yeah, it's obviously shredded chicken. Now, I'm not sure what else is in there, but it's, it's like, um, it's almost like a pudding. It's almost like a pudding type te texture, which is, I've never really had that, uh, that mixture of texture with chicken, but the flavor is definitely, definitely good. Just, uh, maybe not my cup of tea as far as, as far as that goes. All right. So I'm going to take a stab myself at these croquetas de pollo. Ooh. couple notes that hit. Um, there, there are a few different um, uh, background flavors that you notice. So I like how the first, right as you bite into it, you do taste the, like a creamed shredded chicken kind of flavor. But if you give it a minute, uh, there are a couple other hints of other things that start popping up as well. Um, this guy ran uh, $12.5. Um, you get five pieces. It's a decent shareable starter kind of thing. If you if you uh, if you have a few people, once again, a lot of tapas, a lot of small plates here, a lot of options as far as that's concerned. I like these, and I honestly think that uh, for twelve and a half dollars, there's a it's there's a lot of mass accessibility here. I, um, some people might love it. I don't think it's. I think this is probably the lowest so far of anything I've had on the menu. It's still really good, and I think I doubt there's going to be anybody who has a problem with it, unless they specifically dislike chicken. But then don't get it. But other than that, I think that this is the one that's probably the most universal to everything, um, and the most. Uh, I don't want to say average because that's unfair to it. But yeah, just the most accessible. Uh, Twelve. Twelve fifty is a decent price uh, as far as this menu goes for five of those things that everybody can enjoy. Um, but you're not getting full on it, obviously. So keep that in mind. We got the arroz di polo sete silvestres. It's a traditional chicken dish with chef-selected mushrooms. Uh, it looks really, really good. Let's go ahead. There's some rice in there, some mushrooms in there, and of course our chicken. Let's go ahead and see what we're working with. And there's also like a, a type of white sauce. I don't know exactly what that is. Get some of that on the plate too, though. That's very good. So this came in at $27. These mushrooms, 
I'm gonna make sure it was the mushroom and not the chicken. Those mushrooms are seasoned perfectly. Um, and let's see what the chicken tastes like by itself. The mushrooms and the chicken here were definitely meant to be paired together. Um, out of all the things we've tried so far, this pairing, it needs to be my favorite. Okay. Now I'm going to take a shot at these uh, Eros de Pollo uh, Isetta Silvestre, I guess. Um, uh, basically, rice, chicken, and mushrooms. Um, That is wonderful. Um, I I absolutely love mushrooms, uh, which helps. That's a big component of this dish. But it's mainly like the texture of the rice. Um, it's very uh, it's a very um, saturated brothy kind of rice. You know, they, um, this goes along. It's served alongside their other paella options, and all of these are meant to be. Um, uh, I believe they're included in the whole like large plates thing. So if you actually just want an entree for yourself, you can always go for one of their paella plates. And this along with them is, uh, it's absolutely wonderful. I could honestly come here just to order this and be more than happy. And let's see, this one runs in at $27. So honestly, if you came in and you just got this with the, the quantity and the flavor and, um, the quality of it, you, you wouldn't be leaving dissatisfied at all. Mm. The mushrooms really, really make this dish. Now our server recommended that we have this last because we're going to be doing a bunch of tapas, and this is the heavier of, uh, of pretty much any meal that we've had. The, the shrimp was flavor heavy, but um, not, this is one where after eating it, if you were to kill this plate, you're probably not going to want to go much further along with it. Um, but yeah, it's very filling. It's um, it's it's so earthy um, texturally. It's wonderful. All in all, I think it's just an incredible dish. So totally worth it, as far as I'm concerned. On the 27 bucks for dessert, we got two things. I picked the pan con chocolate. That was easy enough to say. Hopefully, I said it right because. It seems pretty simple to say. But this was $10, and it's chocolate custard with caramelized bread, olive oil, and a brochet ice cream. So this is definitely something that I am into, and I was told to make sure I crack the bread. So we're going to crack this bread now and dig into it, see, see what we think. So here we go. It looks almost like a little brownie in here. Ooh. Wow. It's like they have like this powdery, like brownie type chocolate on it. I'm gonna get a little bit of everything in my in my spoon. I'm excited for this though. Mm. Ooh, you'd like this too. 
It tastes almost like there's coffee in it. Maybe that's what that little powdery stuff is. It's, it's, I definitely taste coffee. Without a doubt, I taste coffee. The ice cream. The ice cream is really good, but what does it for me is this, this chocolate custard. This chocolate custard is ridiculously, ridiculously tasty, and it has this bold, this bold taste of coffee in it. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, I don't think it said that in the menu. Caught me off guard a little bit, but in a really good way. Yeah, I don't see anything about it, there being coffee on it, but I, like, I swear that's what I taste. Um, let's get a little bit more bread and see. It's like this very thin, thinly sliced, crispy bread with olive oil on it. This isn't a pairing that I ever imagine, but I'm obsessed with this. And the bread has olive oil on it too. It's salty. So you have the sweetness of the ice cream, the coldness of the ice cream, but the saltiness and the crispiness of the bread on top of like this chocolate coffee custard all pairs very well together. A plus dessert in my opinion. All right. That is wonderful. The uh, mm. yeah, the addition of olive oil on this like paper thin, crumbly bread that just like falls apart. The addition of olive oil really, really adds something um, to the flavor of the mousse. It's something that I never would have expected. Um, I'm not some gastro engineer or anything like that either though so um it's uh i like this because after everything we've eaten there you know the desserts are just as complex evidently if not more so than the uh the rest of the meals that we've had so <clears throat> this is this is brilliant um might anger a lot of people in saying this but i'm not a huge ice cream fan <clears throat> it uh it always seems like pointless food to me it was never like alive or grazing or or overgrown or anything like that it doesn't have leaves there's no i always thought it was kind of pointless um but for me this, something like this is just all about flavor just all about flavor complexity and how much fun it is to eat and uh and yeah, that is a lot of a lot of fun to eat. And the addition of the olive oil is just amazing. All right, so next up we got the cheesecake. Uh, it also has a strawberry sherbet in it with fr actual fresh strawberries sliced up in there as well. Admittedly, this is something I would never get unless we were here reviewing it, which we are. Uh, so this came in at $14. And again, this is something I would never order or want to try, but we're going to give it a shot here today. Get some uh, sherbet in there too. All right, bon, a bon appetit. Yeah, so if you gave this to me and told me there's no cheese in this, go wild. I'd say it tastes really good. So yeah, it tastes, it tastes really good. Um, not a huge cheesecake eater, but I've had plenty of cheesecake in my 
in my time, and um, this is definitely good. Again, and I know I get a, a lot of people think I'm weird because of this. I'm not a fan of cheese. I don't really like it, but I'll reiterate. If I just blank out my mind and tell myself there's no cheese in here, all things considered, I think it's very tasty. And I think the, uh, the sherbet, and it's melting here, so by the time it gets to Charles, it's going to be more of a pudding, um, really complements it well. One thing that I forgot to remind Fiasco about the uh, quesada asturiana um, is that uh, our server had mentioned to start in the middle, which is where it's the creamiest. Um, so I'm going to do that now. Let's see if I have a different... Okay. So I know that goat cheese is not for everyone. If it is, if you like it even the smallest amount, this is is amazing. It is so creamy. Um, it's paired with, uh, I guess the the dish is paired with a seasonal sorbet. Um, so the your pairing sorbet might change depending on uh, what they have fresh and what they decide to make it out of. Mm. Oh, and even that is obviously very very well made um, and the sweetness of it with the goat cheese uh, cheesecake is is just wonderful I mean I'm looking for looking for different adjectives I could throw at this other than good or amazing or wonderful but it's kind of just exactly what I want in a dessert it's got a really really rich flavor um, it, it's potent without being overwhelming and the consistency is just so smooth and creamy that uh, I I know that the next time I come here I'm supposed to try something else just for diversity's sake but I'm gonna want to just get this and this again um, that is just it's it's really cool and once again it's um it's a fun pairing it's not let's there there's nothing boring about this or most of the things we've had so far um there's a certain amount of complexity but there's also a certain amount of like fun and enjoyment to the this tapas style and that that has led all the way up to the desserts so yeah just um this, this is wonderful, and I'll just leave it at that. Right, so we just got done with our meal at Haleo, and um, there's, uh, they're obviously going for something here, and it was kind of expected. Um, a uh, gastronomic experience, you know, a, a bunch of different flavors, a lot of unique things, um, and uh, Chef Andres is renowned for uh, this creative, fun style of very unique pairings, and so... Um, there is a downside to that, which is that kind of experience is usually pretty pricey. Now, we did order many, many meals, yeah. uh, many small plates, yeah. but split between the two of us, we ate the majority of it with the exception of uh, maybe half of our desserts. And we're full, but we are not like bursting full or anything. Um, so it's more about the culinary experience and less about feeding your family. Right. Uh, and the important thing to note is that between the two of us, with everything you just saw us eat, uh, it came out to $159.22 uh, um, at a tip under that. And um, you've, got, you've got a good chunk of change. And the thing about that is that's, you know, that's between two of us. So you'd have to imagine that you're, if you're bringing the whole family here for an experience, um, 
I would recommend doing it for something more high-end, um, like, you know, uh, anniversaries, say, occasions, yeah. um, and it is, or, or a very fancy, impressive date night kind of thing, yeah. because that's what it, it's about, the experience. It's not about just filling your face or anything like that. Um, for opening night, though, their service was phenomenal. It took us a little while to get in, but after we were seated, um, uh, our server was absolutely great. And, uh, all in all, I mean, I, I completely enjoyed the experience. What do you think? Oh yeah. I mean, everything we got was really good. Even things that I necessarily wouldn't have liked, like the cheesecake. I, I can even acknowledge it was very delicious. Um, but like you were saying, like we spent $200. I honestly could have put down another plate. So, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm full, but like you said, like I could easily have eaten more and that's that's a pretty hefty price point. Yeah. Uh, we tried a lot of different things, and like Charles was saying, like it's it's a lot about trying all those different flavors. It's a lot of small plates, but you, I mean, you could get go here and just order one entree. Um, they do have a small menu. The menu's huge, first of all. Yeah. It's an enormous menu. A lot of the menu, though, is small, shareable plates. Yeah. Uh, they do have that small menu, though, at the end, about six or seven different choices where you could order those as an entree and anywhere between 20 to 30 bucks. Um, I assume, yeah, if you probably got one of those to yourself and maybe an appetizer, that could probably suffice for a lot cheaper of a meal. But, I mean, we, we, we got one of those plates and then a bunch of other shareables too. And like I said, I could honestly, I could put down another plate right now and it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bursting at the seams. Yeah. If you were to go for um, uh, any of their any of their larger play types of things, especially the uh, paella options, you know you're looking at um, you know in the uh, twenty four, twenty eight, thirty dollar range, and one of those will um, it won't fill you up, but it's a it's a decent single person serving if you want to get it. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. I can't can't state that enough. It was it was wonderful what we had. Um, but you're still talking about like $30 for a, a portion of food. So, and one important thing to note is that it was $159.22, but with our Tables in Wonderland discount, it was $159.22 Yeah, because they do not take that. And it would be so awesome if they did, um, cause that would really take something off of it. No now, annual pass either. Yeah. No annual pass. It is on the, it is, uh, two table service credits on the Disney dining plan. So, you know, as far as usage of your Disney dining plan, um, if you're going to use two table service credits anywhere, I mean, you are getting a pretty phenomenal food experience. And as far as like, uh, the amount of money per the food credits that you're using. I mean, economically speaking, if you're going to use your credits somewhere, it might as well be the place where two guys came out with a $160 before tip bill. Yeah. So, um, so it is on the dining plan, but as far as any additional discounts that you're looking at, um, don't, it's not a place that you go. If you're not, if you're concerned about money, don't go here. If you really want a unique flavor experience, uh, to see traditional things done a little different way and to just have fun sharing it with a person, um, do that, you know, uh, throw on a nice shirt, take your date out here, do a whole thing. Don't be afraid to spend a little, but you know, as far as family style meals and feeding faces, yeah, <laughs> Aleo is not for you. Right. Yeah, but it's not meant to be, and that's an important distinction. You know, that's not an upset. I think that's what most people were expecting. Right. Uh, what would you rate this on a scale? There isn't a lot that I see who are really swinging for the fences the way Haleo is. So I would say I would give it an eight out of ten for 
price per value, but that price is steep. So just because it gets an eight out of 10 um, wouldn't mean that I'm definitely gonna come here. In fact, eight out of 10 might even be shortchanging it. Nine out of 10, I think is probably appropriate as far as how much I really enjoyed every dish. Right. Yeah, for what it is, I'd also probably have to give it a nine. Um, I was leaning more towards an 8.5, but after thinking on what you just said, I think nine's a very fair rating for what it is because the only knock I would have would be the price point. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what it is though. It's, it's you're tasting a bunch of unique and different flavors at a price. And like, like we said, it's very occasional. Like definitely come here for, for a special occasion or a nice date night. Um, but yeah, for what the experience is, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and the service, our, um, our service name was Gustavo, by the way. He was, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, they, uh, everybody was. They did a great job of explaining the origins of the meals, how they were created, the right ways to eat them. I mean, they, they did the whole thing. Now, it is opening night, so we'll see if that continues. But once again, given the food quality and, and the amount that they're charging, it seems like that service is meant to pair with it to give you a kind of uh, more of a high-end gastronomic experience and less of like uh, just a simple family meal or anything like that so um you know all in all like th this is one of those days that we are very very lucky to have our jobs because we get to review this and the food was excellent but on my off days I don't know how many times a year I could afford to to take my girlfriend here like you know she gets one um just once Maybe twice. I don't know if she watches my videos, actually, so... <laughs> I might not tell her about this place. Um, but she'd love it if she came, because it was still really good. I think that's going to do it for today's uh, dining show, though. Oh, and uh, make sure to check out the restaurant forums on uh, disboards.com, where you'll find out stuff about Haleo and a billion other Disney uh, restaurants, because that's what they do there. They do a absolutely great job of having every single piece of dining information that you can imagine, threads and discussions, join in on that yourself. So it's a fun place to be, and we will see you next time. See you guys.